The Nissan Champions Trophy podcast is brought to you by Nissan, official sponsor of the 2017 ICC Champions Trophy. Nissan, proud partner of Cricketing Excellence. And we are back. This is Mzama Malloy alongside Peter Davies looking at the ICC Champions Trophy. Peter, we just witnessed uh, New Zealand against Australia ending in rain the day before England against Bangladesh. But you were shouting your disappointment to me just before we came in. Yeah, very, very frustrating. I mean, uh, you know, obviously you want the games to, to go all the way through. Uh, you've always, whenever there's rain in England, you've always got to question why is the tournament being held in England? And why did tournaments like this get held in England all the time? The last ICC Champions Trophy was held in England. The next World Cup is going to be in England. They've hosted four World Cups. They've had two Champions mm. Trophies. So every time the rain comes down, uh, I always sort of... Have a bit of Question. a go about the fact that uh, it's being held in England yeah. in the first place. But very frustrating. I mean, this potentially had a, a fantastic game written all over it exactly, as well. Yeah. I mean, the Kiwis came in. Uh, Kane Williamson was fantastic. Uh, bit of a surprise Luke with Luke Gronke as well. At the top, Ronke, yeah. 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 I mean, the he's, he's Tom not, not that exper- experienced at yeah. opening. He opened in the, uh, in the warm-up games. But came in, smashed it around, set the tone. And then Kane Williamson, we know what a class act he yeah. is. He was absolutely brilliant. Came in and smashed 100. But then the Aussies roared back. Seven quick wickets brought themselves back into contention. Mm. Josh Hazelwood picking up six wickets. There, so they managed to restrict New Zealand to less than 300, and it looked like a really exciting yeah. game. And then suddenly the rain comes down, and they're off, and then they're on again. And then we've got the calculators out, and the Duckworth <laughs> Lewis, and nobody quite knows what's going on. Are they coming back? Are they coming back? Yeah. And they were 60 odd for three, and mm. then it all came down. So maybe, maybe a good thing that in fact we didn't get the 20 overs in for a full result yeah. because uh, it's maybe not fair to, to either yeah. side, quite frankly. Um, so one point apiece, but that just adds the pressure. It means that the games against Bangladesh for both these sides, if we regard Bangladesh as the, the must-beats in yeah. the pool, yeah. uh, then um, you know, they've got to make sure that, that they win that game. And, of course, also hope that rain doesn't exactly. get involved exactly. as well. I'm thinking of uh, moving on from a bit of a rain departure. I'm thinking of this, this tournament already has delivered three centuries, three centurions. We had uh, Tamim Iqbal in the first, the first innings of the very first match. Then we had a brilliant response from Mr. Joe Root, who, as you eloquently told me earlier, that I mentioned in the, yes. in the, in the, in the first you called the it, mate. podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> and of course, uh, Captain Wonderful, Mr. Kane Williamson, who seems, captaincy has actually almost like made him even better. Yeah, he's a, he's a wonderful player, Ken Willis. He really is brilliant. And, and uh, Tommy Iqbal as well. It was a mm. fantastic knock there. Uh, you know, even though it was a very flat track, um, you know, you, you've still got a... England did pretty well. It was a very professional mm. performance by England. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever anybody scores 300, you've got to chase 300 batting second. There's always a, a little bit of pressure on you. And I think they went about their business in a, business in a very uh, professional fashion. Um, I've said before that England, I don't think they will win the tournament because I don't think they're very good when they are under a lot of pressure. Yeah. Uh, opening game of the tournament, maybe not so much pressure, but they definitely ticked all the boxes there. Great effort. And then Joe Root, as you said, uh, he'd been, you know, he was kind of due a big score. Mm. And he is the kind of guy who rises to the occasion. Exactly. I think he's England's big, uh, big time player. Um, so, yeah, good, good performance. In fact, the first two days, England. Happy days for them. Yeah. They've got their two points in the bag, down and their two big rivals haven't got two points, so they'll be happy. You know, for me, one of the, one of the actual things I, I saw in these opening two games for me is this obviously is going to be a tournament where the batsmen get a horde of runs. So, but the actual thing that I saw is that it's going to be which batting lineup can concentrate the longest. I was thinking of um, Bangladesh the other day, but they were going well then. They lost two wickets, had two new batsmen in, then they lost the way, squeaked over 300. Uh, I remember I was reading the post-match interviews, the Bangladesh captain Mortas are saying, we need another 20 or 30 runs. You look at uh, this encounter, if it had gone the whole way, 
New Zealand last runs, they, they bowled out within the 46 over reduced, reduced over, overs that they had been given. So it's, for me, it, it says it's about the team that can actually bat through, concentrate, make sure that they, they finish well, as opposed to the bowlers getting wickets. Well, I, th- I think the bowlers do need to get in this, in this day and age, in the 50-over game, your strike bowlers do have to take wickets. It's as simple as that. You can't sit back. And I think that's why captains do sort of back their, their bowlers to come mm. back and, and they, they turn to their number one strike bowler and say, listen, these guys are do putting together a big partnership. We need to break it now. You need to come sure, in. Sure, Ben Stokes trying to rile up uh, Tamim Iqbal yesterday. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's such a batsman's game these days. It really is. It's almost like the bowlers are there, just almost like a bowling machine. Uh, it's, it's clear that the, the powers that be in cricket think that people pay their good money to come through the turnstiles. Definitely to watch batsmen, not to watch bowlers. <laughs> it's as simple as that. But like W.G. Grace, 150 years ago, <laughs> when he got bowled out by some bowler, he said, listen, son, they didn't, come, they didn't pay their money to come and watch you bowl. They came here to watch me bat. And he carried on batting, even though he'd been bowled sure. out. It's a, it's a great sort of anecdote in the annals of, of cricket. And it kind of reminds me of that whole thing. Um, whereas the bowlers are on uh, hiding to nothing. And even though this time of the year in England, there's often a little bit of movement because mm-hmm. it's still quite wet and that it's clear that the groundsmen have been said, listen, shave those things like the M1, yeah. make them flat as possible. We want to see runs. We don't want to see people ducking and diving. That's what happened at the Oval. Um, it looked like an absolute road as mm-hmm. well today mm-hmm. at Edgebaston in Birmingham despite the rain. Mm. Um, and who knows? We'll see tomorrow at the Oval when South Africa take on Sri Lanka, see what the surface there is like. Speaking of excitement and fun, Nissan are bringing you the excitement. Cyril Mitchley is live on Nissan's Twitter feed during overs 20, 35 and 45 of the South Africa versus Sri Lanka innings. He'll be sharing his own moments that count from his years as an umpire. The insider's story, the insights and nuggets that you always wanted to know. So, Peter, we're looking into uh, day three of this competition. South Africa opens Pool B. Um, or is it Group B? I still they're calling groups now. Group, they're, yeah, they're moving away group. from the pools. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> South Africa opens Group B against Sri Lanka. Uh, others are saying it's the, probably the, the best team to open this competition up for South Africa, considering we come off a defeat against, uh, against England in that series, but at least a morale-boosting win in that third ODI. Yeah, and um, you know, I think the, the main thing was, I'm just reading AB's uh, sort of preview to the tournament uh, a, a little while ago, and he was saying that you know, it was twofold. Yes, they wanted to win those games against mm. England, but two, give everybody a go, and they didn't give everybody a exactly. go. Yes, they lost that second one. They should have won that one. They didn't, but they came roaring back and smashed them in that third one. Uh, we don't tend to choke in the opening games of tournaments, so that, <laughs> that's maybe the good news. Um, and, of course, we're coming again off a, a 5-0 victory over Sri Lanka, who are actually very poor when they came out yeah. here uh, last year. And I hear they've lost Angelo Matthews as well for this match. It doesn't look like he's going to be playing. Maybe he actually got injured here. At yes, the Wonders, yes, yes, and he carried yes, yeah. on playing yeah. and actually almost took them to an unlikely victory. Yeah. And I think uh, it's still a sort of, uh, it's been sort of lingering from mm-hmm. that, that injury. But, you know, to be fair to Sri Lanka, you can't lose absolute legends of the game. Who yeah. They have done. I mean, yeah. Murali, Jaya Wardner, Sangakara, those three are going to go down. They're going to be in the Cricket Hall of Fame exactly. all time. And they're all left at the same time. Tilikrat Nadulshan has gone as well. So you've got four gaping holes in that team. And, and, and to plug them, very, very difficult indeed. Uh, they haven't got a great side. On paper, South Africa should, should really canter home in this one, that's to be sure. But don't forget, they've also got old Slinger Malinga. Exactly. He's back after he's a couple back, of years yeah. in the wilderness. So he's always, and he's had uh, some success against South Africa yeah. in the past. I remember getting that hat-trick back in the 2007 World Cup. Sure, that was... When we were cruising we, to victory. Did we just 
Yeah. Seems to recall Charles Langefeld with yeah. some <laughs> Chinese cut going down to the boundary or something like that, and we won by one wicket or something like that. Uh, so he's a, had success against us, but I think, um, you know, really, if we play anywhere near to our potential, uh, South Africa should start with a great win. But again, mm. what happens if it rains tomorrow? And suddenly we also only get one point, and again, yeah. it, that suddenly changes the scenario as well. I think uh, it's especially when you start talking about Sri Lanka, for me, I start thinking about the World Cup in 2003. I'm thinking, oh, what's going to happen again? But that, yeah. that, that's, the, that's the memory that comes coming flooding back to me. I'm thinking of Mark Boucher out there in the middle. <laughs> well, our good mate Sean Pollock, of course, our Nissan ambassador, he, uh, he will remember that one as well. And uh, I just remember the exchange between him and Kumar Sangakara, and it came through the stump mark yeah. there. Which, you know, Sangakara saying, come on, Sean, there's only 45 million <laughs> South Africans. No pressure, no pressure. And, of course, we completely got that one wrong, and they knocked us out of our own tournament. So uh, they've had success against South Africa, yeah. and they also tend to raise their game. In, uh, in tournaments such as this they, 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 No pushovers exactly. That's for sure But still Especially having won Like an ICC tournament In recent time With that T20 one But yep. a tournament nonetheless Speaking of our Nissan ambassador Sean Pollock Let's hear what he has to say Regarding this match South Africa will be in action For the first time In the tournament Against Sri Lanka And to be honest If they had to pick The perfect side Out of the pool That they'd like to face first It would be Sri Lanka They dominated Sri Lanka In the last series That took place in South Africa and Sri Lanka, since losing Kumar Sangakara, Jay Wadina, Marilithran, Chaminda Vaz, haven't quite looked the formidable unit that they were used to once look. So South Africa will be feeling confident about the way they've played and with the ability to go on and win the first encounter. Vitally important to start well in this tournament as it's so short and sharp that you really can't afford to lose a game, um, particularly not against a side like Sri Lanka who would probably go in as rated as the least effective team in the pool. South Africa have been playing some good cricket against England. They haven't got it all together, but uh, I don't think they'll be too concerned about having lost that series. I think they'll be quite confident about their abilities and their team. And I think if they get the right balance to the unit, I don't see any reason why they can't win their first encounter in the tournament comfortably. Now, Peter, Sean Pollock, at the end, they're discussing, talking about the balance of the team. There's been talk about, uh, you said rightly that uh, ABC was going to give everyone a run. Uh, Mornay Mokul came in in that third ODI for South Africa, changed mm. things a bit. Imran here apparently got, he got injured being 12th man or doing something, something ob. Oh, it's something about it, carrying on the drinks or something. Exactly. Like it. <laughs> yeah, very, very odd. So yeah. they're going into this one. How, what, how, do, you, how do you see, what would, who would you put? In your starting lineup, get the balance right. You wouldn't yeah. know that song because you're too young, but my generation <laughs> will know it. Get the balance right, Depeche Mode. Yeah, that's what South Africa have got to get, and they can get the balance right, no problem. Uh, I mean, they can pick a starting eleven which which covers every single base, mm-hmm. from fantastic opening batsmen to stroke makers to finishers to spinners, fast bowlers, swing bowlers, yeah. you name it, all mm-hmm. rounders. Um, Maybe let's go through it. One, two, eleven. I mean, obviously you've got Quinton and Hashim Amla, exactly the best opening pair in the world over the last couple of years. Um, so they're untouched. Obviously in, in the top. I mean, we've got four of the top ten batsmen in the mm-hmm. world. They, no problem there. Faf coming in at number three, Abi at number four. I'd have JP. I mean, JP has his critics. Yeah, he hasn't scored a fifteen, eleven innings. I think it is now. But to me, he's also one of those guys who can come to the exactly. party at any given moment. So I he would did come to the party against Sri Lanka at the at the World Cup. Exactly. That, yeah. Yeah. So I would, uh, for me, he's a guy, and also he can weigh in with a couple of overs here and there. Mm-hmm. David Miller seems to be maturing every time he plays. He used to be a bit hit, hit or miss. We know what he can he's do when hit he now. hits. Yeah. But now he seems to be doing it more consistently as well. Chris Morris, to me, there's a reason why the IPL regard him as a million dollar mm-hmm. player, and he's, he's showing that as well. Okay, he didn't quite come to the party in that second ODI. 
that, you know what, maybe it wasn't his fault either. There's yeah. other players who, who didn't do that well. I think your number, let's, let's now go to the number 11. I'd have Tahir, mm -hmm. 10, Kahiso. Now it's your 8 and your 9. For me, Wayne Parnell is one of those players who, you know, he's got so much potential. Yeah. But he, again, he doesn't quite bring it to the party mm -hmm. all the time. Uh, he's often going to go for one over that's very expensive. So it, it looks like it's going to be a toss-up between him and Mornay Morkel. And there's yeah. a lot of um, sort of advocacy for Mornay Morkel to perhaps come in as, as your pure wicket-taker. He didn't bowl that well, I didn't think, in that third test, third ODI at yeah, Lords. Yeah. But um, maybe he's – I would actually tend to go for Parnell. And Andili Pachlokwaya, quite frankly, there. So there's three – for me, there's three players for two positions. Yeah. And quite – I don't think Andili Pachlokwaya's game – from a bowling point of view, is mm -hmm. suited to English conditions. I think he's done quite well over here yeah. in South Africa, but I don't know whether he has learned quickly enough about how the, how, you know, it's slightly different, different mm -hmm. lengths and that kind of stuff in England. So I would actually go for eight Parnell, nine Morkel, ten Rabada, and eleven Tahir. So that would be my team. De Kock, Amna, Duplessis, De Villiers, Dumini, Miller, Morris, Parnell, Morkel, Rabada, and Tahir. I reckon that's a, a pretty formidable outfit. Hmm. For me, I think I'd sacrifice Mr. Morkel just, just, just for the for me in terms of a as batting deep, batting deep. We have uh, Mr. Parnell over there. Mm -hmm. We have Andile mm -hmm. Gahiso can can throw the willow a bit. I think uh, we can give Tahir a, a gimme. But um, for me, I'd, I'd sacrifice I'd sacrifice Mone. For, so you'd go Pekakwaya for for Mone for Mone. Yeah. In, for, every I, every I, chance that could happen tomorrow. Because I'm, I'm looking at, yeah. I'm looking at. You've got Chris Morris. You've got that that express pace. You've mm -hmm. got Kahiso uh, Rabada, and you've got uh, Parnell. Andile, hold up and end. Yep, yep. Could do. And you know what? The thing about Pechlekoi is he seems to have that golden arm. He often comes on and picks up exactly. a wicket. Exactly. He's got that priceless ability to pick up a wicket out of nowhere, with often with not particularly good deliveries yeah. as well, <laughs> which is absolutely gold in this game. Now, if you're looking for gold, follow Nissan SA on Twitter for an unexpected take on the South African matches. Sean's Fiverr will bring you five picks in five minutes to share his moments that count during the match. Now, uh, I caught up uh, with Chris Morris, actually, at the CSA Awards. South Africa always going into these uh, encounters, into these tournaments with a lot of pressure. But let's hear what he had to say. Look, I'm hoping we can put in our good performances in the Champions Trophy. You know, be good on the day, like, like we say in the big tournaments. Be, be good on the day and hopefully we'll come out on top. And... You know, if we deliver that trophy, it'll be unbelievable, but we'll just take it game by game. I look, I think every opportunity to play cricket for South Africa is a great opportunity. So I'll, I'll play any format. If I want to play darts, if I want to play bowls, I'll play it as long as it's for my country, you know. So, you know, any formats I'm happy to be playing. And, um, you know, like I say, focusing on ODI at the moment. But if it's an opportunity to play test cricket afterwards, it'll be awesome. If not, I'll just come back and play for the Titans again and just keep working on my game. And, you know, like I say, each, each one game at a time. And, you know, we've got our Champions Trophy, or three ODIs before the Champions Trophy. Um, to look forward to and get our, maybe get some um, connections right in terms of what you want to do with the ball. So it's going to be fun. Peter, who's your power play? Who's your power player for for this match? You know what? I mean, seems we just heard from Chris Morris. Why not? Why not say Chris Morris? I mean, mm, to me, mm. he's an absolutely fantastic cricketer. He's a, he, he and he and he plays with such freedom as well. Uh, great attitude. Always, whenever he speaks, very casual. Just sh saying how how sort of privileged he feels mm, to be playing mm, mm. Uh, cricket for his country. Um, wonderful batsman, wonderful sort of loose, lithe bowler. Brilliant hands as well. Exactly. Like absolute buckets, that guy. So he does everything superbly. And as I said earlier, reason why he's regarded as a million-dollar man in the IPL, I reckon that guy is, is, is very – he ticks every box for the South Africans. And uh, you know, he's, he's a match winner with both ball and bat potentially. 
I'm looking at Kakhisu uh, Rabada to shine here, mm. looking to make a statement. He's what, number one ODI bowler now as of this past week. Mm. Amazing stats, young man coming into the South African setup. He's pretty much set the world on fire. Mm. I, I, for me, I just, it's always been an issue of how much should we let him play. But yeah. uh, for me, I think he's, he's the game breaker for me. I'll tell you what, that kid is going to be an absolute superstar. A beast. If, if, his, if his numbers just carry on exactly. and extrapolate the way they should do, yeah. he's going to end up breaking virtually every seam bowling record in the world. And the amazing thing is, I mean, he's from Sensidians just down the road here. When he was at school, he was actually regarded more as a batter than yeah, exactly. a bowler. He never took a five-wicket haul for his first team at Sensidians. Hmm. The only time that he took a five-wicket haul was when he was playing for South Africa under-19 at that World Cup. Sheesh. And they've got a tradition at Sensidians where everybody who takes a five-wicket haul for the first team gets a tree planted in their name. So as soon as he'd done that, he was on the phone to the guys assistant and say, listen, Remember me. sir, sir, I've got, I've got my five-wicket hawk and I have my tree now. Lovely story. And, and, and again, what a fantastic kid. What a great ambassador for the game. And um, the thing I like about him is his action is so economical. Yeah. So not prone to any injury doesn't waste, that. Doesn't waste anything. Exactly. So prone to just a very long career and hopefully it will be as long I think what you point out is key that they need to manage him obviously this is a big event he needs to be there but he mustn't be playing every single game he must manage him big time now uh, follow Nissan SA on Twitter live during overs 20 35 and 45 of South Africa and Sri Lanka's innings for Mitchley's moments with South African umpire Cyril Mitchley sharing his moments that count that's how we ended uh, Memes Al Malloy and Peter Davies. Be sure to check us out the next time when we preview Match 4. This Nissan Champions Trophy podcast was brought to you by Nissan, official sponsor of the 2017 ICC Champions Trophy. Nissan, innovation that excites.